0: Welcome to the Mustang Owners Podcast.
1: And now your host, Steve Hall.
0: Welcome to the Mustang Owners Podcast. Today we have a special guest who uh, is going to talk about, uh, if I introduce him as 558-558, Some folks might understand that. Most may not. Uh, But Ralph Garcia is the owner of 558, which is the other bullet Mustang that was used in the movie. Uh, I think this is considered the chase car. Uh, I've I've heard people refer to it as the the jump car. Uh, This was the car that was actually found in Mexico and brought back up. And uh, Ralph and his team have been working on it for quite some time. To bring it back to a level that they want to uh, be able to, you know, to share, and so um, we're glad to have uh, Ralph to come on and talk with us a bit. So, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks a lot for for
1: uh, inviting me to the show. Definitely looking forward to go to the museum, uh, maybe in the next couple months. That'll be great.
0: Well, we look forward to seeing you. I I had the good fortune. I think we met back. Is it was it 2017 or 2018? I think it was. I want to say
1: 2017.
0: Yes, yes. And I think the 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 rumor the rumor mill have just kind of started a little bit about that five five eight had been found. You of course have the have the vehicle and you know making plans to move forward with it of course. Uh, so we had a, I actually even had a chance to meet with you out in the warehouse. And gosh, I, I just realized I have no idea where we were other than we were in California. <laughs> <laughs> it's been it's been a while, but uh, I had a chance to take a look at the car, and I thought the car looked pretty good. To be quite honest with you, I know you you had probably done some work to it already, but uh, obviously it was a very exciting time because five five nine had been it was was coming out, and people were starting to get aware of that five five nine had been found, or I should say had been brought forward by the family uh, with Sean Kernan and his family and uh but uh, you had a little tougher task with your car, so I guess if you don't mind, let's just share with our listeners a little bit what kind of car what kind of state your car or five I should say five five eight was in when you got the car?
1: Yes, when we got the car, it was about approximately six years ago we we came across the the bullet car, and we we've been working on it ever since. We have a, lots of hours out of there, thousands of hours we've been working on, uh, trying to gather all the uh, all the original parts that go with the car, and and uh, try to bring it back to a uh, back to a factory original factory specs. And then after we were done with that, and now we're working on the on the movie specs side. So, it was basically, it was two restorations on it, you know, one original, then the second restoration was uh, bring it back to the movie specs. So, it, we, we've been working on it for, you know, going on six years. That's where we're at.
0: Gotcha. But how much work actually had to be, if you don't mind sharing some of that, but how much work really, I mean, we've all heard about, it, you know, it needed a lot of work. It was not in the best shape of the, at all. The word was also, originally, it was actually a car that was found in Mexico, as I said earlier. But uh, something that could be restored back just to a you know a, a fastback Mustang. But what what made you decide to take a look at the VIN number? And I think you actually you ended up having Kevin Marty come out and verify the uh, the number to make sure it was it was a bullet. Is that correct? That that is
1: correct. We we ran a, a Marty report on it. Uh, there were some couple weird things on the car that it had it made me just run a Marty report because. It just didn't seem normal, like a normal fastback. I I restore uh, 67, 68s. I've been doing it for over 20 years now, and I I saw a couple things that I thought it was kind of very rare that they were in there. So I, and then it was an S code, so I I ran a Marv report and, and it came back. You know, it was one of the the bullet cars. It was in the film Bullet. So um, from that point, uh, Kevin Marty reached out to me immediately, and, and everything started from that point.
0: So with, what made you decide, if, you, if I may ask, when you, when you, of course now you you have a confirmed by by Kevin, you have one of the two elusive bullet cars, and I know I know from previous conversations and times we were together that your, your goal was to restore it back to original, uh, using NOS period dated, data correct parts. What, what made you decide to go that direction? If I may ask what made you kind of versus just saying, you know, let's just restore the car. Let's get it back out so that we can show what the car, you know, show five, five, eight, but what made you decide to go as I call it the deep dive to NOS parts? Uh, well,
1: one of them was, also- I got advice from, you know, people like Kevin Marty to, you know, get it back to original stage. And and then from that point, going to the movie specs side, how radical we want to get into the movie specs. Uh, I don't want to put the dents on it. I, I know there's been several people that, that would like to see dents on it. I, I'm not going to go for that. Whoever uh, would like to put the dents on it, maybe whoever wants to buy it in the future, they can put the dents. But <laughs> I'm not going to. Um, I am going to make it look like the movie car, just like the way it was in the movie. That's where we've been working all these years. And I think we're, we're coming to an end now.
0: With with the car going through the restoration work that you're having to do, I, I don't know if it's easier to ask what parts had to be replaced or for you to just maybe say, well, here's the parts we did not have to replace because that might be a shorter list. But how much work were you having to look at, especially, I mean, I, you there's so much work with, potential work with a car such as, of course, engine, drivetrain the body itself, uh, the interiors. But what was probably the hardest area or the, the the most troubling area that you had to face to restore the car?
1: The the more the most hard uh, hardest area that we had uh, on restoring the car was actually the all the actually all the little stuff like floor mats, glass, basically it was all little stuff that was very hard to to actually locate to get the original and get it into a, a show quality. For the restoration uh that was the hardest part Uh, we wanted to use all original nos parts and it it was pretty difficult to locate all those parts Uh, at least for me it was and i i I really had a lot of help from a lot of people out there from fans of the bullet and some of my suppliers i have some great help from them and 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 other people in in here in california and even in the east coast we had several people too that they sent me emails what else do you need ralph can we help you know we I, I just found this part over here and it, stuff like that. I mean, we had a lot of help from everywhere. So it, it was a blessing for all the help that we got for, for that car. It, it was great. I never never in my life experienced something like that before. So but we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about the restoration on the on the documentary.
0: I do want to touch on that in a minute, but I want to just make a quick note is that I don't know if people realize just the detail that you've actually had to go through to make sure that, as you say, it is NOS. It is period correct. But also got to remember that this card now is actually over 50, what, four years old? And if you're trying to find glass for 54 years old, uh, weather stripping 54 years old, you have no idea the challenge. It really is, is unbelievable the challenge that a person would have to go through. Of course, one thing is, of course, it creates a, a, a little bit more of an expense. But to find the right pieces, it's just it's it's almost impossible. So it is it's not like calling up NPD and saying I need a radiator. That won't work for this. And so I have to take my hat off to you guys to make sure that you guys went through that level. And that's probably why it probably took six years because you don't you could have a shopping list, but you can't go to the grocery store to find all those parts. And then in some cases you find the parts, but then do they work or will they fit right, even though it's supposed to be NOS you can still have issues. And so I want to just mention that because sometimes people don't realize the labor that goes into this. I mean, it's it's a lot of work and there can be a lot of reward, but it's got to be a lot of love to make sure that you are the caretaker of making this car what your vision is, and that is back to, re- back to the restored level as it was. So uh, I think that's, that's to be commended, which is probably why you did a documentary. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yes, that is correct. Uh, that's one of the reasons we – we did a documentary, we're working on that with, uh, with the film production uh, producers. And and uh, it's been very uh, a challenge. Like I said, I've never been through this before, uh, but it's been exciting. And you really have to love what you do. Of course, you know, we've been working with Mustangs in the last past 20 years, restoring Mustangs and doing a lot of the custom work. Uh, it's been very uh, fun to work with that. But now doing uh, something with original, more like a concourse restoration and and then once we were done with the concourse then we had to go with the the film side of it so that that was very uh pretty hard pretty difficult but but i think we we're done there so uh, i think uh in the next maybe in the next four five six months we'll we'll, we'll we'll be ready to show the car
0: well that's actually where i was headed because of course with all the work being done and those pieces in place uh, I didn't know if you had a time frame uh, where the car would you would actually pre, you know present the car. Have you had ideas? Uh, maybe when and where and how. And maybe I'm getting the question might be getting ahead of itself a little bit, but I thought just I had you joining us. Would you maybe just kind of letting people know when to look forward to seeing more and how how they'll be able to see this. Uh,
1: you know, we I haven't talked to my my partner on it, but uh, yes, I, I would like to uh, when we're ready, Steve. I would like to talk to you guys. Yeah, it's really, uh, it has been really, he has been very uh, nice to me and very helpful, you know, since day one. So, you know, when we're, when we're ready, I'd uh, like to talk to you guys.
0: Well, no, we, we well, I think, you know, as I've always said, Ralph, there's anything we can do for you, making contact with who we know, we've been fortunate and, and blessed, as I say, to have a network of a lot of, uh, a lot of friends uh, in the hobby. And I, I just look at this, if there's something we can do to help and kind of just kind of you know, because this is the hobby, and I'm not su- I'm not surprised when you said that you had people contact you because they had parts or they might know where to help you find certain things. That is just seems to be the nature of the Mustang world. Uh, they are by and large yes. a great community of people, no matter what car they have. Yeah, they're still a part of the Mustang community. And I think that's what makes the Mustangs different. The enthusiasts different than even other car companies out there, because sometimes those other car companies are kind of, you know, they're not, they're not the best of friends with each other, to be honest with you. But when it comes to Mustangs, it brings everybody together. It is. It kind of reminds me of, Hey, wait a minute. You can't beat to My brother, I'm the only one that can beat it. My brother. So you can't say anything about Mustangs, but since I'm in the hobby, I can, because that's my brother. And I think yes. you, when you take that, you <laughs> take that look that way, we're very, very conscientious about that, and I think we're very proud of our history. I mean, we've got a great history of cars, and a lot of people with a lot of a tremendous, a lot of passion yes. uh, for for the Mustang, and so. But uh, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back then a little bit, um, you know. And I guess I may, I'm I'm uh, I'm just kind of curious. I know we talked a little bit about the engine and things of that nature, but uh, overall, if you had a look at the engine, the body itself. What was the biggest challenges of finding those parts? What what areas did you? I mean, I know you mentioned a few with glass and what have you, but I'm just kind of curious. What where what area did you find the biggest challenges as, as an area uh, to to restore the car?
1: The biggest challenge, uh, I believe, it was the floor mats. <laughs> really, the floor mats, the carpet, the weather strip kit for the whole car. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think those were the biggest challenge.
0: That's interesting. How, how, well, I, the reason I ask is I know one time we were helping you try to find a radiator. And yes. we, had, we had exhausted ourselves out here trying to find a radiator for you. Were you able to find one?
1: Yes, I was able to find one.
0: Yes. Oh, so, that's great. That's
1: another, yeah. that another part that was very difficult to, to yeah. find the correct date decoded.
0: So all the work, though, is done in-house? You guys have done all the work yourselves?
1: Correct with a lot
0: of help from a lot of people like yourself well let me yeah but we're not the ones turning the wrench (laughs) and i appreciate that ralph but i appreciate your help and everybody else everybody
1: else that helped us i really appreciate it so
0: much well and and that's 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 great because but we also appreciate what you're doing with restoring the car and so uh, but i think it's great that you but as far as the labor part of itself as far as putting the pieces together, painting, what have you, the body work, uh, it's, it's kind of neat that you can, at the end of the day when when you're ready to reveal it's all done by you uh and your team. I mean, it wasn't where you sometimes people get a car like that and they have to send it over here to this guy for engine work and this guy for transmission and this guy over here for paint. It's all in-house and I think to me that okay. that, that that's a, that means a little bit more. You can always buy um, what's the word I, I'm trying to find the right word. You, you can always pay for a car to look perfect, but when you can build it yourself, to me, that means something more. That just means there's uh, just, uh, just me. I'm just talking about myself. I think that shows more that you really, you know, people have money that can have a car restored, but when you can do it yourself, even though you're in the business, that just shows the passion on top of your knowledge and expertise. And so that's, that's what I think is great. What, uh, what you. you guys have done. So you no, know, I, I Thank think, you. I think, I think we're all looking forward to it. Have you, and maybe I'm going to get ahead of myself again a little bit, but and I apologize if I do, but, um, I'm assuming, though, you're looking at thinking. some... I would assume sometime in the near future having a, a reveal. Have you guys given any thought as to where on the West Coast or how you're going to proceed with something like that? Without giving out anything or dates or places or what have you. But uh, are you thinking about doing something that's going to be done more that way or even a chance to think about how to do that? Uh,
1: no, no, we haven't, Steve. Uh, I've been... Uh... I've been one hundred percent concentrated on the car all, all sure. over those years, so I haven't really. Uh, I mean, like I said, I, I did talk to you about two years ago. You know, when you guys were going to open the museum, I uh, I was planning to, you know, bring the car, but the car wasn't ready, and we had a couple things going, and back then it, it was not the right time because oh, no. the car was yeah. not ready yet. No. So So um, this time, I I haven't thought about it. I mean. I'm open for for ideas
0: okay all right well that's, that's kind of that's kind of why i was getting to you you you're kind of just alluded to that that i think if the word starts to get out a little bit regarding that the car is you know getting close to be being able where you're you're comfortable to present it i think you might start to find that there'll be some people and some offers or some ideas of other car shows that would like to have that car there even you know for a reveal or for just you know as a car be spotlighted uh, as part of their car show so i mean, I, I guess my point is if the word gets out that the car is going to be ready real soon, I wouldn't be surprised that you'll find that more people, uh, event-wise, activity-wise, will start to reach out to you and say, hey, you know, we've got such and such show coming up. There's different—and you know Fabulous Fords, for example, even though the, I think they they just had their show recently— There are other shows similar that are rather large and kind of got a lot of history to them that would probably want to reach out and say, hey, you know, be able to work out something with you guys to be able to share the story or or share the experience so that people can come and see your car. So I think once word starts to get out that you're going to be ready soon, you'll probably have more and more people start to knock on your door to, to, to want to be part of that. And so I think you got an exciting, I think you have an exciting time coming up after all this work. I'm sure you're kind of looking forward to saying, hey, is this a good time for me to kind of, you know, now go out and 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 have enjoy enjoy sharing the car with everybody, and in yes. fact, in, in November you've got SEMA coming up, and that might be you know again I, I you know I don't know a lot of I mean I don't know if, if that makes sense for you guys, but you know SEMA is a great place to to uh, do a reveal. I think you'd find a tremendous amount of interest there at, at SEMA. It's a possibility. I mean, just just throwing the idea out. Because I think you want to get as much you know publicity and coverage as you can. And that, yes. kind of, and that kind of leads me to the next question is, so do you mind sharing what you plan on doing with the car after a period of time?
1: Yes, we're planning to sell the car.
0: A private sale or auction or? Uh... Uh,
1: we, we haven't thought about uh, yet if it's going to go the auction. Uh, most likely, uh, I, I don't know, when we, first, when we first revealed the car in Mexicali at the Ford dealership, we had a lot, of, a lot of potential buyers back then. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're still interested in the car or not. So only God knows.
0: I mean. <laughs> well, that's, well, that's true. <laughs> but only God knows what's no, going to happen. I, I, as as no.
1: we, we do a big reveal and then we go from there.
0: No, Well, that's all you can do is just put it out there and see what happens and see how it progresses. And if there's an opportunity that is right for you and for the potential new owner, then, you know, it'll it'll happen. If it doesn't, you know, uh, I think we talked about this the other day is that, you know, you you don't have a necessarily have a timeline. It's not like you're trying to sell the car tomorrow or next month or down the road, But but the right situation comes along. It makes sense to pull the trigger. And when you do a private sale, in all honesty, you control the narrative. I mean, you control the who, what, when, where, and how, versus sometimes you know with an auction, it can get away from you, so to speak. And I can understand that. I mean, we just know that those things can happen unfortunately, and it has yeah. it has nothing to do necessarily with the auction, but it has to do with who's in the auction. Yeah. are the right people in the auction to make sure that price is right, and that's 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 that can be a little nerve wracking. so. That could be difficult. I, I,
1: I I'd rather do a, a private sale. Or be more uh, make it more uh, confidential.
0: Sure. No, no. Yes. I mean, and and even to this day, we don't know who bought five five nine.
1: No, we don't. We don't.
0: You know, it's it's out there somewhere. We hope, <laughs> of course, but we have <laughs> no idea. Out
1: there, but yeah, yeah. We well, don't know who really bought it.
0: Well, maybe maybe I should say this, and I and I'm going to speak out of turn a little bit, so I apologize. But if anybody knows who bought five five nine. Contact 559's owner and have them contact Ralph. He has the other he has the matching pair. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe the the person would like to have both of them. I mean, you never know. You just never you know. know. You never I'd know. I like to see both cars together. I think that would be awesome to see both cars together. I think a lot of, yeah, I think awesome. the, the hobby would love to see that. I know Sean had one time talked about that, but I, I know that that time you weren't comfortable with sharing the or showing the car, and unfortunately it was just wasn't ready yet. I mean, that, and that's just you know, that's that's just how it is. But I think now it would be great to see if there's any way to have both of them together. So. Uh, uh,
1: I like to see both cars together. Sure, one sure. Plenty. yes, that'd
0: yeah. be awesome. Our uh, last quick thing I want to get into for a little bit is well, two quick things. One is you mentioned about the documentary. You've got a, you, obviously you have a production crew that's been doing this. So are they actually also actively looking for a a platform to share or show this uh, documentary on the on the build of the car? So is that something that we might be able to see in the future? Absolutely, yes. I think everybody would love to see just all the process was and the work you guys did. So, uh, make sure whenever you do, if you do line that up, let me know so that we can start promoting it also. And, uh, Oh no, well Ralph, you know, anything that's going on like this, you just let us know. We'll help promote it and get people to make sure they see it. Cause I think this is an exciting time to just see the work that you guys went through with it. How about the license plate? I know that we had talked about that. You had a gentleman who had the original license plate from the car Uh, did that, did that pan out or how did that work out?
1: No, it didn't, it didn't pan out. It went to, it went to a different direction. Okay. I, I, I still think, I believe I still have access to it, but I don't know.
0: Well, change yes. things. Things sometimes have a way of changing. Once you start to say, "Hey, here it is," and you present it, you never know what can happen then. And so it, it may be something That's that right. you can be revisited again. So I, I know yes. you had, you had talked about that, and uh, hopefully, you know something can work out with that in the future. So, all right, now here's the question we ask a lot of our guests: What car do you drive? <laughs> I drive a
1: 1967 Ford Mustang.
0: <laughs> all right what do you got in it
1: i got a 390 original 390 Chevy engine
0: transmission
1: uh it's a top loader four speed
0: wow so did you have to take any car any parts off your car for the bullet?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> uh-huh. See, I've been yes, I, I I was I kinda I kinda worried with that conversation that way. I thought nothing better than, hey, how do I get original parts? Well, I've got my own donor <laughs> car over here. So can that work? So very cool. Very cool. Yes. Well, th- 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 I have to tell you, uh, Ralph had reached out to me last week. And we, we had not talked to each other for probably a couple of years. And, yes. uh, my, my, uh, cell phone had lost some phone numbers. And after, after you and I spoke, I actually called, uh, Apple. And they actually worked through and found out what was wrong. So now I actually, all of my old, these certain numbers I had lost have come back. So, uh, and so now we can stay in touch. So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for the best for you. I want to help. So as you know. You know my, my phone numbers and my email, so just give us a call. We'd love to share more updates with our audience. So uh, we really appreciate Absolutely. you. Oh, my pleasure. Uh, it's just so good to hear from you. So my pleasure having you on, and uh, we'll talk again soon. So thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you, dude. Thanks a lot, Steve. Appreciate it.